Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio today is Anne Liao, who is a social entrepreneur for、uh, from Taipei, Taiwan, and who runs an education and design group focused on green technology and innovation. So, let us welcome Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi. Yes. Thanks for having me. Great.、Um, I'm really excited to. You know, chat with you because I know you do a lot. You kind of wear a lot of different hats. It seems. What's your education background, so that I can get an idea why you're doing what you're doing, which you you'll say later. Yep.、Um, so I studied communication design in Melbourne, Australia, and I did my exchange in Mel-、uh, Mainz, Germany.、Um, so it's all within you know,、um, you know, graphic design, photography, typography, anything that communicates with the audience, but visually. Um, so you can find people like art directors, creative directors in this field,、um, and that really helped me to do what I'm doing now in terms of、um, you know being a social entrepreneur and、uh, getting into startup life. Yeah. Yeah. So what exactly is you know? I mean, you kind of briefly said it just now. You know, communication design, which I've never knew before I met you actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what exactly is that? You say it's like using design to Communicate? Can I say that? Yes. So, so it's a branch between like communications, right,、uh, and design. And so anything within like how do we share ideas with the public?、Um, how do we communicate more thoroughly,、uh, more holistically, perhaps、um, on a wide spectrum?、Um, so photography is under you know communication design.、Uh, graphic design is under communication design. So it's really like overlooking、um, like an umbrella、um, over all of these different、uh, other disciplines. I see. Ah,、mm. oh, all right. It's part of、right. the same family. You can yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if my um my audience has noticed, a, you know, some kind of accent coming、yeah. from Anne. The thing is that let's give a little background. You are from Taiwan, yes, though. But you were. Wait a minute. Were you born here? Yes. So I was.、Um, I'm not really、um, an ABC, you can say, because I wasn't really. I'm not American-born Chinese.、Um, so I was born in Taiwan, in Taipei.、Um, but because of my family,、uh, we moved to South Africa. So I'm dual citizen, South African Taiwanese.、Um, I lived there for about ten years of my life, and then because of my dad's job、uh, as a physics and mathematics research professor,、uh, we moved to.、Um, You know, United States.、Uh, he was at Duke, and then we went to Holland, the Netherlands, and then it was、uh, Taiwan for a year, and then it was Australia, Taiwan, and then I ended up being in South Korea actually. So I graduated、um, high school in Seoul, Korea,、uh-huh. and、um, yep, that's like from baby till eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you've been around, so that's why there's that mix of different accents all together. But It's beautiful. Thank you so <laughs>、like、much.、Um, going back on communication design, you say you started a company seven years ago. That's related to this, right?、Mm. Actually,、um, I started the company in 2017 over a span of、um, doing education. So I was teaching、uh, design thinking、um, it, to to nine to twelve year olds, preteens.、Mm. Um, and the reason for that is because my my、um, care came from you know I just wanted、um, kids to be able to feel more competent and confident、um, because I did feel that a lot of adults or even peers you know maybe、um, felt a bit insecure 
And when you backtrack that, because I'm very interested in psychology um, and, you know, we found that most of the times it's your childhood, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you are, you know, a preteen, it's kind of interesting because you're between a you know, a baby, you know, a child, and then, but now you're getting into adolescence, right? And that time when hormones are kicking in, that's when the insecurity starts to come in. Uh But if you have the right tools and the mindset to start training your brain, because I see the brain like a muscle, right? So if you train to have like a systematic approach to thinking, analyzing your emotions, but really being like constructive, uh, you're more likely to feel uh, more confident within yourself to see, do I... Um, just because someone doesn't like the color pink and I like pink doesn't mean that I'm a loser, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you be able you're, you're able to see things perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a very good example to give. <laughs> yes. But, um, so this psychology knowledge that you have mm. and, and education was that all part of the communication design major that you studied, mm-hmm. or was that separate from that? I, I mean, would say it is. Yeah. Oh. Because when you're a designer, you have to think about the user. Right. You have to think about even if you are not a, let's say, a, um, you know, a science major or something like that, you might be working for a startup that is right. So a lot of times I think empathy is a really big component of design, which is user centered. It's the first thing is to empathize. Oh, and interesting. yes, like even color, right? Color, color psychology, right? Yellow means certain things, or if it has a tone of blue, it feels a different way. So, um, you know, when we're designing for clients or even branding an identity, it's really about taking their wishes, right? Their hopes and their dreams. And how do we visualize that to then, um, you know, you know, uh, create a good dialogue with the audience, right? Mm, mm. And um, yeah, so it's definitely from that course, yeah, okay. communication design, yeah. So wait, let's go way back. I mean, why communication design? Mm-hmm. Was that, I mean, what were you, you grew up with what kind of interests or hobbies that got you into this field? Mm. So um, from, you know, when I was very young, I think I was always quite entrepreneurial because my <laughs> mom, you know, she is a like kind of a serial entrepreneur in her own right. And uh, my family has always been, you know, starting businesses in South Africa. So I grew up kind of in that culture. Uh, But I feel that um, the thing that really sparked my interest was social impact. I really, really cared about uh, like the environment growing up in South Africa. You know, you see wildlife and animals and then you start hearing about how, you know, a lot of there, there's a lot of trafficking all these Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And I feel like it's the hopelessness that really motivated me. Right. Like if you're given the right tools, you can then create the changes that you want to make through communication Mm -hmm. because I started investigating products and what actually pivoted everything was my interest in fashion and beauty blogging okay so so it was um back then where uh, there was a big boom on youtube and um you know and then i started researching products and i realized that sometimes the names of a product even if it says organic it's just the name it's mm. not because it's organic right so that got me really interested in investigating ingredients I'm a bit of a big, like, you know, nerd about this. (laughs) And then that then moved me into thinking, wow, if I can dissect everything like this, I want to dissect more. I want to learn about what I've been taught. Okay. Right. In the general of things. And communication design really, really made me see things in that way even more. Right. Uh So photography and image will invoke a certain emotion or like a word will. And so I thought, I thought, oh, why not? Like, why does social impact always have to seem so kind of bland? Right. 
can we not like create the experience uh, to be as fun as a you know retail mm-hmm. experience or as fun as you know because learning should be fun mm-hmm. you know it should be creative it should be explorative and during that process you gain knowledge and wisdom in yourself that lasts longer than if you were to just like um you know just read information and try to memorize information mm. which i think a lot of times uh, academics yeah, that's especially just, here in Taiwan, it's all about rote memory. Right. And and I feel like, you know, that's even a skill on its own right. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. Right. Right. It's it's like different people have to learn differently. And I felt that there just needed to be more tools available for learning, especially for a student like myself. You know, short attention span, I would say not even that, you know, I would call myself lazy even, right? But actually it wasn't because I was lazy. It's because I didn't have the right tools to invest with, invest in. Mm-hmm. So um, now that I learned, I mean, design thinking and created these tools, I felt that it's for people that need to learn like me. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. So you sound like you're very inquisitive and, you know, curious George, you're a curious Anne. Yes, that yes. make you who you are today. Yes, yes, very yeah. curious. Yeah, I know. But what brought you back to Taiwan, though? Oh, because oh, your mom's here. Yes. So um, I've always lived away from my mom, and mm. uh, I just felt that you know there was a, a few different reasons. I think one of them is just um, never having lived with my mom because uh, she was always doing business in Taiwan. So mm. um, just coming back here to be with family um, for the times lost, right, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, second was because she's, she has a biomedical company. So it's a, also, you know, a, a new company of hers. And, um, I decided to come back and support through oh. design, right? A lot of yeah. times, uh, that is actually where most of the money that you're paying, uh. you know, as a startup, <laughs> or as a business, you're mostly investing, right? In the logo, in the CI. Yes. And, um, I could do that for her. So I thought oh. I, it's my way of giving back for all the years she's paid for my, you know, tuition <laughs> and, and yeah. Oh, okay. So you've already designed the logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 oh okay. Yeah. So simultaneously, I'm also developing, like my company is helping her company, like, yeah, manage the, the marketing and the design components. Right. But of course, um, in deciding to come back to Taiwan, I'm sure you've done research and and I think you see that there's a market here for whatever you're doing. Yes, yes. So um, if we're looking at uh, different countries as ecosystems, Taiwan's a really good place to incubate ideas, whereas it's not that great to accelerate ideas. So oh. when we are developing something like, for example, me, when I thought about really getting into education, like a building a business around the education uh, side of things, I knew that, you know, in terms of building a startup, it wouldn't be uh, feasible just because of the time I would need to develop, right? Like different prototypes. I would need to run different workshops. That amount of time would, it, it would kill me if I was in a, d- a different city, basically, mm. or a different country, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and so like that, it gave me a lot of leverage points, Taiwan, because we have a complete ecosystem of technology. We also have a lot of R&D industries, right? Mm. So um, even though I work in design thinking, what, how I you know, the tools that I developed to teach design thinking is actually surprisingly in fashion. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I remembered sharing uh, earlier privately um, about fashion and technology. Now, um, you know, a lot of technology can be tracked back to the fashion industry. Oh. And yes, yes. <laughs> so that's really interesting, right? Because textiles, you know, you can you can turn a fruits even into textiles. Sure. You can turn, yeah, like soybeans, something into silk. Mm. And there's d- different kinds of things. And that is what 
design thinking is about. It's about understanding there are so many ways you can form ideas by deconstructing, reconstructing, analyzing, prototyping. And there's really not so much of a waste. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. And, and uh, you know, that's also something that you, you can touch, you can feel, and you can see that it can exist. Mm. So, you know, in my workshops, I bring in like recycled plastic um, fabrics mm-hmm. to, to share with people, you know, how this technology, you know, started up and, and what it can become. And when you add like even branding or design or your own flair to the thing, then it adds another component this is so interesting. Now, having lived in all so many different countries, how has this helped you with what you're doing and also maybe like advance your thinking and I'm sure open your, you know, your horizon so wide, you know, just seeing like maybe a half mm. of the world. Yeah. I think for myself personally, as a child growing up in these different cities, I think First of all, I'm really grateful and lucky um, to have this privilege. And I think I've always known that, especially uh, leaving South Africa was a huge eye opener for me. You know, mm. you grow up in a space where you're kind of in a bubble, right? You, you know, when you have a bit of money, it feels like you're living a luxurious lifestyle. So, um, you know, leaving that environment and, see, and coming back to that, seeing how there is such a disconnect between reality and what is what are people facing, like poverty, right? Mm. And it's right, really just next door to you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you, it was just invisible. And then I started analyzing and looking at my own life, right? There were so many skill sets that I lacked. I think uh-huh. what it gave me was perspective, like seeing that there's so many different countries in the world. You could be living a certain way, right? But the next minute, it can be stripped away from you. Mm, yeah. And I think, I think that is really startup. It's really good for entrepreneurial mindset, because uh-huh. because you know that this thing is temporary. Anything is temporary, right? Mm. Your success is temporary. Your lack of success is temporary. Your failure doesn't equal that you will fail forever. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I've been, you know, been told that uh, it's kind of like, you know, you're a cockroach that doesn't die, right? right. And I feel like, yeah, maybe I do have a little bit of that uh, <laughs> mindset where it's like, okay, so this thing didn't work out, but mm. I'll find five other options. And one of them might or mm-hmm. might not, but it's almost like you're continuously on your vision, but you are building along the way and mistakes you're, you're learning. I think it's a really good uh, support system, like mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've realized another thing. You're a positive thinker <laughs> as well. Yeah. You know what? It's funny <laughs> because some people say that I am, and then I tell them I'm a realistic opportunist. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So how I explain that is like the glass half empty or half full, right? Like when you ask someone, do you think that cup is half half empty or half full? Right. So they'll tell you it's either one of them, right? right. But I say none. I say there's uh-huh. water and I need to drink it uh-huh. and I need to pour more. <laughs> and if I don't have more water, I'm going to find a way to get some. So, so I feel like in that sense, I'm really realistic yeah. with what I have, right? But then uh-huh. how do we build on that, you know? Now, with all that, wouldn't you want to hear more from Anne Liao? So join me next week on In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. 